oh, wait, I think I might need to start writing a book a little bit or, or typing these notes up. But um, I, I went back and double checked because on the last podcast, I was um, wanting to confirm something that I had read. And because I didn't remember it in its entirety, that made me remember, like, let me go back and take a mental screenshot image to make sure I really understand. And I did confirm um, it's from like images.homedepot.com. But I think if you type in rules for chess or should kings be opposite in chess, it says, remember, as per the chess rules, the queen is always, always, always on her own color, while the king is always, always, always on the opposite color and so if we're talking about sometimes how life is is like chess and chess is a game and their strategy and even in my last podcast i was like i understand that there's going to be men who want women to be on the black square and i understand that there's going to be women who want to be on the black square and so then that adds this gray area and maybe that's why things are so messed up right now Maybe that's why things are so messed up. You have a lot of gray area where there's just supposed to be black and white, right? It's it's yin and yang. You've never seen a gray yin and yang type of thing, right? There's little elements in the yin and yang circle. And there's also, you know, on the chessboard, able to move in and out of the the different compartments of life, right? Those 68 squares and those rows and columns, right? <clears throat> but at the end of the day, you're not taking off your, your square. At the end of the day, king stands in his square in his role as king and queen stands in her area as queen, right? So I just thought that was interesting you know, maybe the world is just messed up because we have a lot of gray areas. And um, the other thing I kind of want to look for here, too, is um, I want to understand a little bit more about the MGTOW thing. Like, is it that one person won and their queen is still on their board? And that's the other opponent that doesn't have the queen? And because I understand that... um. The king can still play without the queen, I think. Um, and so is it one of those things where it's like the queens are both off the board from both sides and it's just the king's duking it out, at which point you have a MGTOW situation, but maybe not the biggest um, deal. I also want to understand the knight a little bit better. Um let me see. Here's here's a question. Let's get into it. Oh, this is funny. It um because you know when you type in Google, like I put in Google, I did a search symbolism of black and white on chessboard, and then they give you a bunch of different follow up questions that other people have asked. And so one of them is is asking, is there sexism in chess? <laughs> it says it's not sexism. It is realism and fact. Well, hot dog. It's not sexism. It's realism in fact. Ooh, I'm going to have to read this article. Um, <clears throat> but here's a here's a paragraph from, from what they're saying in this article. So it says, women can't play chess like men. There are some exceptions, but the women are weaker. 
and they segregate themselves and they enjoy the distinction because they would really be struggling to make a living out of chess if they had to compete with men. Hmm. So it says they enjoy the distinction because they would really be struggling to make a living out of chess if they had to compete with men. Mm. Or, or to be their role. Like, I mean, you can't be in two squares at one. Okay, so these are comments. Hey, have fun with me, right? I'm going to read what it says here. So this person that says, I'm horrible in chess in 2013. Um, hmm. Okay, I thought it was an article. And this person is saying, I understand that men typically are more inclined to understand spatial relationships in general. Uh, also understand in sports such as basketball or tennis, it often becomes warranted as the gap between physical ability based on sex alone becomes a legit issue. Chess is a mental game. I might have misunderstood the question. Hmm. Yeah, because this person practices the streams from 2013. So this could be a little bit antiquated for maybe where we're trying to, to go in the 2022 and Age of Aquarius and whatnot. <clears throat> Paradigm shift. But this person's like, yeah, I think you have the wrong idea. I'm pretty sure that women have the option of playing in whatever gender group they want. Yeah, but see, and so now we're playing with that gray area. Mm, yeah. I told you guys in another podcast, I'm like, men want to be women so bad. This is from Wilbert78, um, December 12, 2013. <clears throat> and he goes, personally, I find it rather upsetting that women can get the special women titles. If I was a woman, I would probably be a bit, bit insulted by that. Hey, so as far as I'm concerned, drop the women only titles. It's 2013 and women have proven themselves to be just as good as men in chess. Okay, so they're talking about whether you can play chess or not. <laughs> I might have made a generalization there. Aww. And he said, it would be good to see that the men in the chess world would become a, would become gentlemen again. Oh, okay. He says, as in not drooling over the board when they play against a a female. (laughs) Not commenting on the looks of, um, quote unquote, you know, he put in parentheses, famous female players, but on their skills. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and some so this person, Toy Toyabi, um, wrote in response to Wilbert about, you know, men being gentlemen on the board again, it says, never going to happen. It's not our fault we think about sex every second seconds. We are programmed as such instinctually. Yeah, you know, you can have fun with these um, comments and who does and says what. Um, <laughs> which is what I'm doing. And it's kind of funny to watch it from from this perspective, but I really liked it, that quote. And I can't find the quote, and it's not an article, it's like people are just talking on that one. It says, 
Oh, did I lose it? Yes, there's sexism. Hmm. So take that for what that is. Yeah, that's someone's perspective. That means that there's room for it to be true or not. Um. Hmm. What is the purpose why the board of chess has two colors? It says, the black and white was first used because the opposing pieces were also black and white, and each player used the opposite color of their own piece to make them more visible. Yeah, I think, you know, if I'm just going to wing it, I'm going to get off here, is um, if, if you want to be visible as a feminine, step into your feminine role, step on your square, that's part of the feminine energy, right? And I think that that's where the feminine recognizes the king on the board. He's on his square. You see the contrast on the game of chess in life. You celebrate the contrast. I love, I think, you know, if I'm going to try to retrospectively, it would have been nice to have these conversations. But again, I feel like I did dodge some bullets. So let's just that be, be clear on that. But, um, but, um, I think in my mind, okay, from my square, part of the attraction with the last two, I have talked a lot about their hyper masculinity, but it's such a contrast to what I was. And I was like super soft, super girly in the pinks with the perfume and the per and the nails then and the purse and the, you know, type of thing. Um, And so, but with them, the things I celebrated was, was the swag and the muscles and the logic and the action and the leadership and the, the, the drive and the acquisition of their, how big their castle was and how much they were dominating in their own fields and careers, right? The, the contrast. Now, that being said, I was in my own right at that time. I had, had a little bit of some rough spots, you know, and that type of thing. But um, my castle is, is you know, it's because when I was talking about like the empire type of a thing, understand that the man's going to have his castle, woman's going to have her own castle or palace, right? Um and there's going to be the matching of the the energy, which is what I wanted to talk about. Being visible, but matching the energy and matching the frequency, right? Queen Royalty recognizes royalty. High vibrational recognizes high vibrational. And we were talking a little bit earlier about the contrast, you know, that everybody's being forced to do. It's like divine source is orchestrating all of this energy around us. You know, that person that was saying in 2021... Um, that was, um, the, the things happen to force us to separate and to go into our, into our squares and go into our camps, right? Boots or stilettos, rich, poor, ethical, unethical, godly, ungodly, you know, healthy, unhealthy, um, fit, unfit, right? Um, and so, and if you believe that there's, uh, 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 something outside of the chessboard, right? Who were the key players and a divine, divine source type of a idea. It's like, you're being called to make those distinctions. And, um, 
what I was trying to say, I'm going to try to hop off here, but it's just, you're being called to make the distinction for, for us. If, if life is a game of chess and there's this distinctions of the squares of the black and the white and the queen and the king, then we are being called to separate the black from the white, the structures fall into place, play your role, play your position, be smart, be strategic, and figure out what you want on your board, right? Um, one of the things I, I think I might have mentioned that I'm interested in is, <clears throat> yeah, if, um, you know, what does it mean for the king to protect the queen um, versus, you know, um, the other the opponent going after the queen and taking them out in four to six. Um, what does it mean for the king to sacrifice his own queen in four to six moves? And um, what does it mean to have, I do believe, um, the two black pieces on the chessboard? Because I understand white moves first and white has a higher percentage of um, success rate, I believe is 52 to 56%. But what does that mean? Right? And I love also the analogy of like, when you move, I move kind of speaks to that conditional, you know, position that I play. Right? So, all right, I'm gonna hop off now. I think this is my last one. I, I will allow the energy to come in because I haven't been recording for a while. So I will just go with the flow. Um, cause this, this energy feels really good and it's really playful and it's really thought provoking. Um, but I think what it is, is, um, I'm a little bit sleepy. So I think I'm gonna, I could probably take a cat nap and then come back and get back into the energy. And I love this energy so much better. Um, I've been sharing with you guys, I think with my content, I am having to like get really nitty gritty and make sure like some of the people who I have banished from my kingdom in terms of content creators, I must never see them again. Like when I tell you I'm trying to click on there and make sure do not recommend channel and just be vigilant to make sure that I don't have, you know, that sniper went in and, and took it out. But one of them, and I think what kind of created all of this again was, um, one slipped through the cracks and this was from like six months ago and resurfaced into my into my feed and just kind of created a, a hairline trigger type of a thing but um yeah i'm gonna be so much more intentional about what's coming through my algorithm and have a little bit more sniper position to just cut the content out and kind of just um the good thing is like i've mentioned i like universe guru um especially for my divine feminines, go there. Um, she's definitely feminine energy, but we've been talking a little bit about creating our own culture and identifying our, not our own culture, our own community and identifying who the bishop and the rook are on our, on our playing board. You want to align with those because those are the pieces that protect and um, protect the queen. So as you're going through your algorithm, actively pay attention to who are the the rook and the bishop 
And so in terms of her role, I would say that she fills that role. She's one of those players. Um, so you're welcome to, to join in there and add that to your artillery, if you will. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I'll um, look forward to, to I probably am going to take a little bit of a cat nap, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Um, and then I'm going to get back into this. It's so fascinating. I have a feeling like, watch, I'm going to end up probably getting a chess board, uh, chess board. I can probably play with my dad. Cause, um, you know what? I'm going to ask him in the morning. Cause right now it's four 30 in the morning, but I'm going to call him in the morning and find out if he plays chess. Cause my dad, you guys, he's a super nerd. Like he graduated, I won't say what college he, what university he graduated with his, um, doctorate degree from but it's it's one of the best in in the nation and um but he had he used to teach like physics um I have all the the stuff on here because it's like it's so cool all the stuff he did and I remember when I was a little kid like I was trying to understand about the different dimensions it's so weird I remember I came out of my room and I went over to in the living room and I asked my dad, I'm like, dad, can you explain the dimensions to me? And <clears throat> he was so patient. Um, and he, I remember he took out a piece of paper and he was trying to explain. And so there's like a whole bunch of like squares and arrows and circles and like layers and stuff, type of stuff. And he's trying to explain to me. And I remember and I'm like, okay, but like, how come this one is this? And this one is then when I tell you, I spent, we spent like maybe like two hours going through the stuff. But he's so freaking smart. Like, um, he actually <clears throat> was also known for, um, like, high memorization. They used to have competitions. And he would be able to memorize, like, whole sets of words in order and stuff like that. Like, he's super smart. But, yeah. So, he has, like, a BA in mathematics and biology. Um, a second BA in general education. Master's in Educational Foundation, EDS in Curriculum and Instruction, taught physics and chemistry in high school, and he was also a principal. Like, he's a nerdy nerd. I'm pretty sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to probably tell you guys, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a chessboard. I think I'm about to embark on being a little bit of a nerd. So, yeah, I'm just fascinated with the language and the terminology. I kind of have a feeling I should be writing some of these things down. It's one thing I think I'm documenting. But I don't think I'm going to have a chance to come back and listen to the podcast and put it into a book. So I'm going to have to find a way to write my notes um, in such a way that in three months, I three months, girl, in three years, I have written down the wealth of knowledge um, in a way that other people can reference it and and um, I've been joking with the term, you know, my thesis. I understand. I've come to understand that I'm. I am in training, right? Um, I I recognize the calling, but I'm in training. I'm not a full blown oracle yet. I'm in training. I'm observing. I'm seeing who the key players are. We are in the midst of a paradigm shift. So, the old way of doing things are changing. The world as we know it is changing relationships between men and women are changing and it could mean that we're going through a reset 
And like I said, I think I, I think my intuition right now is saying, or it's telling me we're going back to that reset. We're being called to get on our square. We're being called to remove the gray area, gray matter. We're being called to step into our full roles and into our positions and, um, and, but that will make things so much better, right? So, all right, know that I love you. And um, I hope you're having as much fun as I am too. <laughs> and allow your curiosity to, to lead you and to be your guiding light. And um, we're going to be okay. I'm like so tickled because like even though it's 4:30 in the morning, I can already tell some of my audience has listened to the content. So I love that you're right here in the trenches with me. We're gonna turn up, we're gonna have fun, and we're gonna grow in all of the different areas. I'm kind of thinking about doing one that has to do with beauty. Um most of you know I am African American, so um or black is whatever you want to call it, but I've been working on my hair regimen and I've been playing with what it means for alchemy, right? And starting to understand, uh, I told you I have an apothecary of different oils and ointments and I finally fine-tuned a way to get my hair to where, it, yes, it's, it's shiny, but I basically I added almond oil, you guys. Like, I know I'm a little bit of a nerd, but yeah. So I've had almond oil. I've used it for different things, but I noticed that I finally figured out the process to, because part of uh, when we started doing the food oracles, I know I'm uh, bird walking. When we started doing the food oracles, I started to understand on a whole other level that these things that we put into our body are programming us. So I started looking at the oils that I have with me. I've mentioned that I have close to 20 to 30 and I've been ordering more. Um, I have one coming in tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to play with that one before I even mention what it is or what it does. But I've had almond oil for a while, but I was just researching hair stuff and then... <clears throat> I um, came across somebody talking about um, almond oil and I looked, I, I studied the, the properties and what it does. And then I had an aha moment. Like it's one thing to see something, but now I'm starting to understand alchemy. What is the function? What am I programming it to do? So if, it, if it's programmed, almond, almond oil is great for brilliance, for shine. So now when I, you know, cause I've been putting aloe vera, oil in my hair, rosemary. Um, I just ordered some more rose water too. I I um, went through my first first batch. I absolutely love it. Um, but I've been using that for my hair. I have a I have a, a, a good regimen of things that I put in my hair and um, looking forward to trimming it again on February 2nd or 3rd, I believe for the new moon. That's been working out well for me. Got some Denman brushes. <clears throat> But um, but this time, yeah, because I have like the castor oil, learning how to use the Jamaican black castor oil, because some what I notice is it makes my hair kind of like rough. But I notice that if I use it a different way or later on after I've done the moisture stuff, it's better. 
Grapeseed oil is another really good one. So the grapeseed oil would really help soften my hair. And I love using that one every day. Um, there's this one girl, a sister with the real hair. If you follow her, she doesn't put up as much content anymore. With But sister with the real hair, she um, put me on, on to using grapeseed oil. I've been using grapeseed oil in my hair for oh, like on and off. But I'm, I'm back to where I'm using it every day with my regimen. So I say all of that to say that when I do my hair, sometimes I'll do it every day. Sometimes I'll do it every other day type of a thing because I, I really I'm trying to get I'm growing my hair out. <clears throat> right now it's about like close to my armpit uh could be it's, it, it's different lengths a little bit longer just a little like maybe two inches longer than that but so growing it out but I understand I was like oh almond oil does brilliance it does shine okay gotcha 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 so I went through put in the olive vera the rosemary castor oil not castor oil yeah yeah jamaican black castor oil the mineral water it has a little bit of msm water msm in there it has um did i mention mineral water and also a little bit of rose water and has mint in there i know i know i know so spray that in my hair and then um i took just a little bit of almond oil and put it on top tied my head tied my hair and when I went to the bathroom to look at my hair I was like it is shiny like that's what I've been looking for because um I don't really want to use gel I have a really good gel that I bought that's really good if you look at like Brie Hall I think her name is Brie Hall she uses the x-line um for her hair and um it leaves it like really shiny with the with the curls popping and stuff so I have that um, but I haven't really used it, but I wanted to kind of feature my hair in like a bun style. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use the, that and give it some sheen. But the almond oil is just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you, yeah, I basically gave you guys what I'm doing right now, but I'm also taking supplements that help with hair growth. I'm taking horsetail and I, I'm ordering... Was there one other supplement I order? I don't really take a lot of supplements. I think I already told you guys. Take the Alive, the Selenium. I noticed a difference in my skin once I started taking Selenium. At this point, I'm just bird walking. I'm going to hop off. Part of it, too, is I'm sleepy, but I'm in a good mood. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to let you guys know about this chessboard thing. Oh, my God. This is kind of, like, embarrassing. <laughs> like, what the hell? But, yeah. I already see how this is going. I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up um, turning into a kind of chess player. Um, I look forward to learning how to play it. I've never played it before. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know all of the, the pieces on there. Because right now I'm looking at the different pieces. There's this picture with all of the pieces and and I'm just looking forward to what what that means yeah like look at this I could read this one it says the symbolism of chess new acropolis library and that's from 2014 oh y'all I'm about to run out of time
So let me see what it says here. Though the origin of the game of chess is still unknown and mysterious, it quite often originated east, though it is the west that became infatuated with it. The game of chess has become part of the strategy of war and was therefore applied to Kishatayra, which is the warrior caste. Black and white symbolizes darkness and light, the war between the titans and the gods or the Asuras and the Divas. Oh, you guys, I'm already in love. The checkerboard represents the visible world. Oh my God, I love this. The visible world under the rule of black and white or yin and yang duality. Y'all, 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 you can't make this stuff up. It says it's comprised of 64 squares. I thought it was 68. 64 squares. 64 being the number of the realization of cosmic unity. Listen. Oh, I'm going to love this. There are 64 hexagrams in the I Ching and the Chinese Book of Changes compiled by Confucius. So now you know I got to go read the book. I'm done ordering books for the, this year. I have more than enough books to read. Um, so it says... There's changes and states of transition. Um, nothing is static, says Hermes Tris, Trismegistus in the Emerald Tablet. Oh my gosh, you guys. Which, um, with the seven principles, synthesizes the entire wisdom of ancient Egypt. The checkerboard symbolizes both space where the cosmic forces operate and the human inner space where man fights against himself in the other worlds. All right, I'm seeing I'm running out of time. I'm going to continue reading this. I'm going to take a cat nap and I'll be back. I am your Oracle in training until the next podcast. Peace.